just want you to go with me. Just close your eyes, if you will. Put your, just pretend you're, put, you're putting your spa robe on. You're at a spa resort, just drinking it in. You breathe in and you smell the mint and the eucalyptus in the air. Yes. You're on some tropical island. The sun on your face, warming you. You can just hear the sounds of the ocean and the water and the breeze just hitting your face. Yes. Just breathe in and breathe out. Yes. This is why we have a three-week challenge at Mile City. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get. Oh, gosh. But one thing I just wanted to tell you today is that I love, one of my favorite things is like going to like a spa, hot tubs, steam rooms, you know, just getting pampered a little bit. Jen and I this past summer got away, just the two of us, one of those like all-inclusive tropical places. We found a good spot and and it was great. Okay, don't get me wrong. I, I really enjoyed it. So we it started off in, in this place. It had three different sections. It had the sky rise, that's where we were at, and then it had these cottages, um, and they were really nice. And, but I was kind of ex- wanting something more. I was wanting to experience something a little more. See, where we were at in the sky rise, it was this vibe of a bunch of 40-year-olds who were trying to relive 1998 spring break, okay, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and so, but over on the other side of this resort, there was this place called the Castle, and it had the spa vibe going on, and it just was tranquil. And I'm like, I got to get to the castle. So Jen's, you know, out on the beach somewhere, and I'm like, excuse me, honey. And so I, I go to the front desk, and I see if I can work my magic. And so I was like, what's it going to take for me to get into the castle? And he said, sir, sorry, you know, the castle's all booked up. And so we're talking life and his family, where he's from, and his calling and all this stuff. And then in the midst of the conversation, he goes... Actually, sir, one of our honeymoon suites just opened up. I'm like, Phew. he says, however, it's going to be an upgrade price of $1,500 per night. Like, Whoa, I'm there for six more nights. That's like on a whole other planet for me and my budget. You know, so I'm like, well, that's, yeah, that's out of my league, sir. Thanks anyways. And I'm walking away and I'm literally like down the hall and he kind of runs up to me and says, sir, 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 hang on a second. What if I could give you that upgrade for just an additional $500 for the whole week, period? I'm like, well, I could swing that. Let's go. So I tell Jen, hey, honey, we got we to gotta pack up. And she's thinking, you know, you know, you get everything all unpacked. She's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, no trust me. This is going to be worth it. So we get into this new room. We get to the castle, guys. And <laughs> I'm telling you what. Now, listen, I'm going to show you this, and you're going to be jealous, okay? But I want you to know that. I'm jealous, too, because I will never experience this again, okay? Because this is like a major hookup. This was my room, okay? This is the outside of my room, okay? Oh, just take me there. Like, it was like this castle surrounding us. No one can see us, and you have this beautiful view. And then on top of it, they made me download this app. And whenever I would press this app, Eddie would come with whatever I wanted, 
It was amazing. I just press it and it's like, you need more ice? Not a problem. You want another drink? You want this food? You want this? I mean, you name it. I mean, we never left the room. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. You know, so anyways, um, there's nothing like getting the royal treatment, right? There's nothing like getting pampered and getting in the spa and whatever. And I say that today to make this point that what we're going to see is as great as this is, there's something greater. As great as this is putting on the robe, there's something greater. And here's what we're going to find is that in our text today, we're going to see that when you're all about the robe wearing, it's awesome. But when you're all about this, picking up the towel, when we're all about towel bearing, man, it is a game changer. And it has the power to transform and change your life in ways and experience life's in ways. To be all about towel bearing instead of robe wearing. And so as our usher crew comes forward, we're going to see our great model of Jesus modeling this by washing his disciples' feet. And so what better way to understand this? And so today we're going to have a foot washing service where every single one of us are going to get our foot washed by someone else. And so, Bill, I'm going to start with you. And so if you could come on up here. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Some of you are like, are you stinking kidding me right now? I saw you squirming in your seats. A couple of you were hitting the exit doors. Why did you take me here? Like, I, I get it. Some of you are like disappointed right now. You're like, and don't worry, if you're disappointed, Pastor Barry will be right up here after service and he would love to wash your feet. Okay. So, <laughs> oh man. So listen, but we're going to see this amazing, amazing demonstration by Jesus who gives us the ultimate example and model of what it means to humbly serve, that it's better to serve than to be served. And my hope, here's my hope. My hope is that this talk will rub off on us, if you will. And we're going to see four key benefits of what it means for us to truly serve. And when we do that, again, it has the power to really change our life and give us life here on earth um, in an experience that maybe you've never experienced before. And so this will challenge us, I hope. But before we do, I want to pray for us, and then we'll dive into God's Word. So, Father, thank you so much for your Word being alive, your Word being living. I ask that your Word would just meet us all exactly right where you need to, or where we need to, that just guide us, shepherd us, move us, challenge us, shape us in only the ways that you can. Please get me out of the way as always. I always need your help, and uh, we love you so much. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. 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 So I'm going to go ahead and take this robe off. Go Lions. And um, now you guys know who number seven is, right? Miles City, baby. Come on. Come on. A friend of mine got me that. Appreciate that. Um, as I take this robe off, why don't you grab your Bible? Let's open them up together. Grab that journal. Write things down so it can mark up your life in really great ways. We're going to be in John chapter 13. If you're just joining us, we're, we've been going through this series verse by, uh, you know, verse, by verse uh, throughout. And here we are in chapter 13. The first 12 chapters literally cover the first three and a half years of the life of Jesus. And now from 13 to 18 and a half, it's literally the last hours of the life of Jesus, showing us the importance and the significance of what Jesus 
did in his last hours that literally changes our eternity forever as he deals with the biggest problem that you'll ever have in your life, and that is our sin problem. We find Jesus hanging out with his buddies, his closest friends, his disciples in the upper room, and they're observing uh, and celebrating Passover. Uh, which was remembering and celebrating the Israelite nation being rescued from Egyptian slavery. And so this is where we pick up in John chapter 13, starting in verse 1. It says this, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, it's time, uh, to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end, During supper, when the devil had already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Oh, the pain of betrayal. Some of you have faced the pain of betrayal. Some of you are walking through the pain of betrayal in your life right now with a family member or spouse or a friend, and you feel that pain. I mean, it's just an awful thing. You think about Jesus has got less, you know, he's got hours on the clock to live, and he knows that his friend has turned on him. The deed has already been done, fulfilling one of the Old Testament prophecies that the Messiah uh, would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. And so he exchanged money to murder his friend. Which this week, it got me thinking, and I want you to write this down as you're taking notes, that to kind of in your daily encounter, ask yourself this question. What would it take? Is there anything that you would exchange your relationship with Jesus for? Like, maybe there's some stuff, something. Maybe it's a person, maybe it's a kid, maybe it's a spouse. Is there anything in your life? I mean, it's a sobering thought that you would exchange for your relationship with Jesus. The other thought that, you know, oftentimes when we read this passage, this familiar passage of Jesus washing his disciples' feet, we're we're normally drawn to Judas betraying him. But then it got me thinking about, what about this guy, Simon, the father of Judas, You know, you think about it, this is the only mentioning of Simon in all of the scriptures. This is his only mentioning. And his mentioning in scripture is that he is the father of the one who betrayed Jesus. I put myself in Simon's shoes, and if that was the only mentioning of my name that was my legacy, I'd be a broken man. That that my son was the one who betrayed Jesus. Which reminds us the importance of serving our families. And when we serve our families, when we serve our spouse, and we serve our parents, and we serve our uh, children, it is legacy giving. That's the first one. That when we serve, instead of, you know, putting the robe on and saying, serve me, family, serve me, it's all about me, I'm the king, whatever it is, I'm the queen, like, serve me, no, no, no. When we pick up the towel and we serve our families, it's game changing. It's legacy giving. I love the quote of that one of the greatest things that you do in this world is not something that you do, but it's someone that you raise. And so for those of you that have children in the room, it's like, what does it look like for you to pick up the towel and serve your family? You know, there's many different things, but it's really important for us to have a strategy. And when we do, the sound and the echoing that that does to your family is a legacy that's lasting. What's your strategy? What's the plan? You know, it can be really easy to just not have a plan and not put any boundaries for your children and just say whatever. And just say, oh, it's, it's too much and just forget about it. it. It's easy to do. But one of the greatest ways that we can serve our families is by worshiping with our families. 
One of the greatest ways to pick up the towel and serve your family is by literally worshiping with your family. For those, again, who have kids, making it a priority, and you guys are doing it, getting your kids to Kid City, having other people and leaders speaking into their life, getting your kids to drive our Wednesday night program, getting them to to just keep hearing the word of God and having other people like invest in them is so game-changing for them. It's legacy-giving. When you think about... Reading the Bible with your kids, reading the Bible with your spouse, it's so towel-picking up. It is unbelievable. When you, when you get on your knees and you pray with your kids before they go to bed, talk about picking up the towel. When was the last time you got on your knees and you prayed with your kids? I was just talking to my buddy Randall out in the lobby, and he says, yeah, we started this tradition before we go to school. And we just have a quick little prayer and we put our hands in and say something and they go out. That is picking up the towel and serving your kids in a powerful, powerful way. Some of you are empty nesters and I'm not there yet. But just because they've left the house doesn't mean you stop discipling them. When was the last time you picked up the phone and called your 40-year-old or your 50-year-old kid? Checked in on them and then actually prayed with them over the phone. You can still do that. That is so, so legacy giving, and that is serving your family. And so what does it look like? What is your plan? What might you need to do this week to serve your family? That's legacy giving. Then it continues, and here's the section that's just unbelievable, and let's just try to get there in our minds and just kind of, as I kind of took us to the spa, let's, let's now take our minds and our hearts to this upper room where Jesus does this unbelievable moment. Here you got to remember the disciples were thinking this is our game plan meeting to take over. But Jesus goes the complete opposite direction, blows their minds. He says this, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, says that he rose from the supper and he laid aside his outer garments. He took off his robe. And then taking a towel, he tied it around his waist, and then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And I love this because this also shows us that Jesus just didn't start and get their feet wet. He actually dried them up too. A little reminder that God is faithful to finish the work in us till the very end. He never gives up on us. He goes all the way through to the end with us, faithful. But another thing where it reminds us is that, come on, the king of the universe stepping into his own creation, and you picture the hands of Jesus, the hands of the living God in the flesh, all power and authority, humbling himself to then pick up the disciples' feet. Now, here's the deal. This was a cultural thing you got to remember, they didn't have tables and chairs like we do. People would come in and they'd sit down and they would regularly wash feet before meals because you would literally be sitting down like this and putting your feet, you know, horse manures on your feet, the dirt's on your feet. you got to get that stuff cleaned up. We, we don't have to do that. We have shoes. We have tables. We don't, we're not putting our feet in each other's faces. So this was like their custom. But no one wants that job. And so here's the king of the universe taking his hands, who has all authority and all power, and literally picks up the dirty feet, horse manure, whatever, all on their toes, and he begins to wash 
and wring out and wash his feet and then dry the disciples' feet, showing us that there was no job too low for the Creator. No job too low. But then he also gives us a really in, a big hint into having life to the fullest, that even though you have power, even though you have status, even though you have a certain zip code you live in, even though you have this title, even though you have this accomplishment, that if you really want true experience in life, the best experiences of your life are going to come through your acts of service. The true, your greatest experience on this earth will be found behind your acts of service. When you lay aside your power, your status, your privilege, and you serve others, there's something so, this, here's the next one, life-giving about it. I've been a Christian for many years, and I've gotten to do a lot of different things, and I could you know, go through a list of all the different things that I've been able to accomplish in my life. And, but I'm telling you, when I look back on my life and I see the serving opportunities, those are the things that left a mark. Those had a long-lasting mark on my life that I'll never forget. Those are the best experiences is when you pick up the towel. Yes, I mean, putting on the robe is awesome and it's enjoyable. And, you know, there's, there's seasons for that. But man, this is what truly brings life and life to the fullest. And not only does it bring life, but it brings life to others when you're doing it. I just want to take a couple minutes to brag on some people because when I think about serving and I think about our church family and how people serve. I mean, it's just so unbelievable, the life that people bring to our church family. I think about Rich Padgan, who from the beginning that this church existed eight years ago was just has always been serving. And you might not know Rich because he's always behind in the back helping with production, and now like behind literally a wall as the team has developed this new uh, live stream to make the live stream more, you know, um, just more quality. And, 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 and what that does, the life that that brings to so many, for so many of you right now watching, you can't come today because you're sick. You can't come today because you're, you're on a trip. Or maybe you're just exploring right now, like, okay, I don't know about this whole church thing. And you're just, this is your first step into looking at what church is. Rich, thank you. Thank you for picking up the towel and serving. It's echoing. People hear it. It's working. I think of, um, I think of April Martin. If you don't know April Martin, she's our Kids City Director. Yeah, you can clap for that. And I highlight her, you know, and I know she's a staff member, but I want to highlight her because she's always going above and beyond her job description to help children move towards Jesus, but even more, helping parents help their children move towards Jesus. And, and things over and over again, and, and it's so life-giving, and many of you know, and many of you know because your kids are up there experiencing that amazing program. I, my life has benefited because my kids are experiencing it, and I'm so, so thankful for that. I think of another guy in our church, Chris Jones. Chris Jones, um, serving faithfully, no job too low. Every Thursday he's coming in here and he's mopping the floors. Just mopping the floors, cleaning up this place, cleaning up the auditorium. And then on Sunday mornings, faithfully, on our parking team, no matter what the weather is, no matter if it's pouring rain, no matter if it's freezing cold, out there setting up the signs because people can't even find where this place is at when some crazy warehouse is a church. But I tell you what, the amount of people through our years that come because there's someone with a smile out on the Haggerty Road or Plymouth Road waving a sign People that are driving, that are depressed, 
just going in the morning to get a cup of coffee to wake themselves up and they're feeling down in the dumps and then they see someone out there waving a sign with a smile and then they pull in because they just got to see what this is, the Holy Spirit moving them and then life is given to them. Time and time again, we've heard story like that. Thank you, Chris, for serving. Um, and then lastly, I want to share with you a lady that probably a lot of you don't know, um, but this is a lady named Faye who goes to our uh, South Lion lo- lo- location. Faye in her 80s, um, never too old to serve. And uh, she came a year ago, and <laughs> she like drilled myself and Pastor Maya. I just wanted to make sure that we were a church that was teaching the Word of God. I mean, she would just drill us. And then finally when she realized, okay, this church is not, you know, they're really teaching the Word of God, I'm in. And she was all in. She jumped in on the serving team. She served with Hooked getting on the ground with little kids, like being their group leader for Hooked. She was in my boys, you know, like she was kind of freaking Tavin out. Remember, like Tavin was like, this girl lady, you know, but she just like was all in. And, and then she's on our guest services team. Um, and I, I, I bring her up because I want to honor her today because unfortunately just this week she had this out of the blue stroke and, and passed away. And um, just wanted to praise the Lord for Faye and we literally, like last week, I was in a huddle with her, and Pastor Maya just, just shouted out to Faye, like, Faye, thank you for your contagious joy that you bring to our church. Not only would she serve at 930, but then she's in the service all in. Whenever there was something that the word of God was speaking, she would amen that and get the crowd excited. She'd have her hands up just worshiping King Jesus. I mean, she was all in for Jesus and all in for serving the local church. And so we need more Faye's. And so thank you, Faye. We can't wait to see you one day. I don't know what it looks like for you. Yeah, you can clap for Faye. Amen. I don't know what it looks like for your daily life, whether it's in the church or outside the church, what it looks for you to tangibly serve. But I'm telling you, it brings you life. And it's it's unbelievable. What does it look like for you? You're never too old. You're never too young to pick up the towel and serve, and you will be blessed for it. Then it continues. It says this. So, you know, they're in the room, and <laughs> this foot washing is happening, and, and then we're getting into the mind of Peter, and he's just like, what's going on? And he, he came to Simon Peter, and here's what he says. He says, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand And Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. And then check this out. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Then it continues. So Peter said, well, Lord, if that's the case, in a sense, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head literally just like, just dunk me. And so then here's what Jesus said to him. The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. Now, you got to think Peter is in this moment. He's like, I, I, there's no way. I, I don't want this to happen. And I'll never forget when I was in Bible school, Liberty University, Dr. Ron Giese, I'll never forget him, was teaching this class. And he got to John 13, was teaching us about worship. And he said, so we're going to have a foot washing service. But instead of like pump faking us like I did you, he was all serious. We went for it. So here comes this worship team. They come in with buckets, and it's like, take your shoes and socks off now. 
And I'll just tell you, I was not happy about it. Just like some of you were not happy about it. You're like, you got to be kidding me. I was not feeling it. I was just, you know, and here's what God showed me through it. What did he show me? He showed me my pride. Here's the deal. It had nothing to do with, I would wash your feet. I just don't want you washing my feet. Did I cut my toenails? I mean, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it's weird. Like, I, I just, I'll wash your feet, but you don't need to wash my feet. I'm good. Reminding us that it takes a lot of humility to serve, but it also takes a lot of humility to be served. Some of you are great at serving, but you don't want anyone serving you. But here's a problem that Jesus shows us, and some of you are right here today in your life, is you've never allowed Jesus to serve you. You have a pride. I got this. I'll take care of this. I'm, 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 I'm good. And you haven't allowed Jesus to serve you. You need Jesus to serve you. And when you allow Jesus to serve you and you humble yourself to serve you, check this out. It's longevity giving. It lasts forever. This is not only a symbol of him humbly washing our feet, but then Jesus washes us clean by going to the cross by forgiving us of all of our sin and all of our unrighteousness, it's unbelievable. And when we put our faith in Jesus and we lower our pride and allow him to wash us, it is game-changing, longevity-giving, security that we can hold on to. Now, this also brings up another issue I wanted to highlight. This also brings up this other issue that if you are a Jesus follower, if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus... It brings up this question. <clears throat> if by placing my faith in Jesus saves me from my sin, then do I need to seek forgiveness for my ongoing sins? Do I need to keep getting saved again? Can I lose my salvation because of my ongoing sinful life? And here, Jesus gives clarity through his conversation with Peter. But in order to do that, I need to teach you a little Greek to help you understand kind of the switcheroo that's happening in this text. So let me go back to this text. <clears throat> So there's, this, there's these two words for washed and bathed that sometimes we kind of can look over in our English language. And so one of those words is nipto for wash, and the other one for bathe is luod. And so when Jesus says, you shall never nipto, or when Peter says, you're not going to wash my feet, you're like, you know, nipto, which I thought was kind of funny, like nipto, toe, feet. Anyways, caught that. That was in between services. All right. Maybe that was on purpose. I don't know. But okay. Um, <clears throat> you shall never nip toe my feet. Then Jesus answered him, well, if I do not nip toe you, you have no share with me. Okay. Then check this out. Then Simon Peter's like, well, then fine. Like then wash everything, my hands, my head, everything. And then Jesus said, the one who has luod, who is bathed, does not need to nip toe wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And so what he's saying is that, listen, if you've been luoed, you don't need to be luoed again. If you've put your faith in Jesus, you've been luoed. But what you can need to continually do is have him niptoe you. Here's another way that kind of helped me. Maybe this will help you. This is what God put in my brain. Our forever union with Christ is settled but our daily communion with Christ is not settled. Hopefully that helps. Listen, your union with Jesus, when you put your faith in him, you've been luoed. You are, your forever union is settled. 
But your continual sin, even though he's paid for past, present, and future, your daily communion gets erupted, gets disrupted by our sin. And so when we sin, what do we got to do with our sin? We got to 1 John 1, 9 that sin. 1 John 1, 9, when we, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all of our sin and all of our unrighteousness. And so maybe for some of you today, maybe this week, you looked at pornography. Have you lost your salvation? No. Is your communion with Jesus disrupted right now? Yes. You feel that distance. And so you have to allow him to niptoe you and confess that sin to him. Clear the air. Some of you lost your temper this week. Did you lose your salvation? No. Some of you let alcohol get the best of you and you got drunk and you're still sober enough even right now. Maybe you're watching online. It's like that's why you're not here. Did you lose your salvation? No. But are you feeling a little unsettled in your communion with Jesus? Yeah. And so you've got to go to him and allow him to niptoe, cleanse you and wash you and clear the air with your king and with your savior. It's so important for us to do. It's so important for us to go to him. That's why today, later in our service, we're going to have communion. And it's really important. We always say when we take communion, we say two things. You've got to be one of his kids. Don't take communion if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. It's not about if you're Catholic or Presbyterian or Lutheran or Baptist or Church of Christ or whatever it is. It's about a real relationship with Jesus. So then you go boldly and you take. But then we also say we never take it flippantly. And so if we have any unconfessed sin, we need to clear the air and make sure that our communion with God is settled before we take and remember the work of Jesus on the cross. And so we'll do that as we prepare for communion at the end of our service. And so, um, I don't know what that means for you today, but just know that the longevity of Jesus serving us lasts forever, and he never gives up on us, and he's always faithful. Not that we take it for granted, but he's always faithful to cleanse us. So then the, the, the conversation continues with Peter, and he says this, he says, And you are clean, Peter, but not every one of you is. For he knew who was to betray him. This was Judas. That's why he said not all of you are clean. And yet Jesus washes the feet of Judas. He knew he would betray him. And what a great example by our Lord to still be willing to, to serve those who have betrayed us. Who's your Judas? I know that might seem kind of bold, well, that's kind of mean, but who's your Judas? And what does it look like for you to serve them? Now, another way of looking at this is, who are the difficult people in your life? Judas, I got to imagine, was a pretty difficult person for Jesus to deal with. Because Jesus knew his motives. He'd say one thing, but not mean it, and say the other thing, and it was one ear out the other. He was speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Right? He knew he wasn't all in. And that must have been difficult to deal with. You have difficult people in your life. Maybe it's that person in, in the office that's always trying to one-up you, or you know those people that maybe you're walking in the grocery store and you see them and you're like, oh, I think I might go down this aisle. You know, like... I, Maybe it's someone in your family. I don't know who it is, but what does it look like for you 
to humble yourself and pick up the towel and serve them. You know, it's hard to forgive. We know that. But it's easy for us sometimes to like forgive and then just move on and ignore it and pretend nothing ever happened. But when we pick up the towel and serve the difficult people in our life, one, here's the other thing that it does, is it's liberty giving. For them, if they receive it and they realize it, but even if they don't receive it and realize it, it's liberty giving for you. It takes a weight off of you when you humble yourself and you serve them in spite of how difficult they are. Who are the people in your life that might be difficult for you? What could you do this week? What text might you need to send out? What action step might you need to make so that liberty can come to you and that liberty can come to them? And so let's, let's land the plane here on this passage. And so <clears throat> here's, how it, uh, here's how the passage, let's go to the next one here. It says that um, <clears throat> after Jesus, when he had washed their feet, it says that he put on his outer garments and he resumed his place. And he said to them, do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. You see that? And he continues. For I have given you an example. This is, this is huge. I've given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, pay attention. I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And so here we have King Jesus giving us this great model and then saying, if you want to be blessed, if you want to be great, then follow in my footsteps. If you're a Jesus follower and you want to be like Jesus, then we got to take off the robes and we got to pick up the towel. And when we do, it's legacy giving. It is life giving. It's liberty giving. It's freeing. But in order for us to truly, truly live that out well and be disciplined to actually live that well, not just once in a while, but as a pattern for our lives, we first have to truly allow Jesus to serve us so that it can have a longevity in our lives. But I put the robe back on because for some of you in this room, this is you. You're not going to let him serve you. And you've, in a sense, got a robe of pride that's wrapped around you, and you're going to take care of it, and you're going to figure out your destiny, and I've got this. And in love, I just want you to know that when it comes to your destiny between your relationship with God, you don't have this. But God loved you so much that he lowered himself and lowered his pride. And he took off the robe. And he got on his hands and knees. serve you. 
And not only did he pick up a towel, but way more importantly, he picked up a cross. And he died on a cross to pay for your sin. And then three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he truly was God. And he let all of us know very clearly that for us to be cleansed of our sin, it's by us putting our faith and trust in him alone to do that. But we have to lower our pride and we have to allow him to serve us. Have you allowed Jesus to truly serve you? If you haven't, then let today be the day. Let today be the day. So I'm just gonna ask us to just bow our heads and close our eyes. And maybe that's you today. For those of you that have put your faith in Jesus, I'm just gonna ask you to pray. Pray for those that maybe haven't. But maybe if you're honest, you'd say, you know what, Travis? I have never allowed Jesus to serve me. I've had my robe of pride on and I've been trying to figure it out on my own. But there's something stirring in me today that I know I need to let go. I need to lower my pride. And I need Jesus to wash me clean. My past, my shame, my sin is heavy. I can't figure it out on my own. You don't have to. Jesus has. He's done it for you. You may not understand everything, but hear me. You don't have to understand everything to put your faith in Jesus. And so I want to lead you through a real conversation between you and Jesus. Just say this in the quietness of your heart. Just say, Father, I'm lowering my pride. Serve me. Wash me. Cleanse me. Just tell him that. Forgive me of my sin. Then with gratitude, just thank him. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising again for me. Right now in this moment, I receive you, Jesus, to be the king of my life. As we keep praying, if you really own that for yourself, then your life is forever changed and no one can ever take that from you. And now you can truly experience what it means to have a true life here on this earth, but even more for eternity with your Father in heaven. Father, thank you so much for being our great model. Forgive us when we take it for granted. We love you and we praise you in your son's name. Let's give it up for those who put their faith in Jesus, maybe for the first time today. Amen. If you did, I want to encourage you to do one thing. Don't walk alone. The vision of this church is helping people move towards God. Flawed, imperfect people don't have it together. Striving to move towards God. Tell someone. Let someone know. Mark it down. January 21st, 2024, the the day that you allow Jesus to serve you and wash you is a game-changing day for you game-changing day for you.